Welcome to StoryWell, a podcast that shares my written work. My name is Joselito Cordero, and I'm excited to share my stories with you. Hello and welcome. Today I'll be reading the short story Wax Candles. I wrote Wax Candles in 1991 while taking a creative writing class in community college. My instructor was Lori Dusing. I will begin reading the short story, Wax Candles. The rain coming down fierce. We could hear the raging storm outside. Rage and brightness. Brightness from lightning. Then the sound of thunder. Then everything went dark. Blackout, I hear. It's Hobbs. I could tell by his voice. I remember him telling me when his father would lock him in their unlighted rat-infested basement when he was young. All for discipline. You okay, Hobbs? I call out. The last thing we need is a panic button doing a blackout. His reply is shaky and unsure, but has some strength to it. Yeah, I'll be fine. The group playing cards at the table are making noise. They're all yelling my name, expecting me to stop nature and get the lights back on. Calm down, I say. I'm sure this is just temporary. Jimbo, fetch some candles. Jimbo works for me. Not too long, but long enough so that I know every part of him. How he thinks, his dreams etc. We spent one day talking. I had time. Business was going slow. He's a good kid. He's got wishes just like anyone else has. And I know that being stuck here isn't one of them. I've been in business here at Moonrise for about five years. I try to make it a homey atmosphere. I try. I got my own room upstairs. There's also two other rooms up there. Sometimes I let people snuggle in those rooms when they've got nowhere else to go. As I said, I try. My place isn't too big. I've got room enough for about 30, maybe 40 customers. There's several tables set up. And I got a small entertainment center. Basically a mini piano with some worn bongos hanging up on the wall. Jimbo's come back with the candles now. They're all lit and I could see their pale light shining the immediate surroundings. I see Hobbs. He's sitting alone at table three. He's sitting clutching tightly his leather-bound book. A book he says has taught him about God. But he says it's not a Bible. I've known Hobbs for over two years and I still don't know what that book is. Hobbs is rubbing the book across one of his unshaven cheeks, his eyes closed and mouth twitching. I tell Jimbo to join him at his table. Hobbs needs the company. One of the card players comes up to me. The dancing yellow light from a candle spotlighting his face. A face I don't like too much. Rocky and ugly, like meanness was was his soul. 
But I don't show him what I feel. He's a customer just like anyone else. Hey, you're the owner here? He says. Moon Deering, I answer, nodding. His breath coming at me in drunk laughter. Hey Moon, why is it so dark in here? He's out of it. I decide to play along. It's dark because I say so. He burps. Make it stop. I hate dark. He's called back to the table and he wavers along. Hobbs comes toward the bar and his innocent brown eyes are looking at me, as if for guidance. How long will this last? Hobbs asks. And I try to look strong to convince him that everything will be alright. Shimbo and I are here, Hobbs. Nothing can possibly happen. Hobbs doesn't appear convinced. Another crack of lightning blasts through the night, followed by the sound of thunder. Jimbo is standing by the window, staring at the fury outside, looking like deep contemplation. A voice I hear comes from the unlighted corner of table five. We will decease as dinosaurs. I hear Hobbs whimpering, Who's that? Moon, who does that fool think he is? We're not dinosaurs. I put a hand to Hobbs' shoulder. Relax, he's just drunk, Hobbs. Don't listen to him. There's a shuffle. And the drunk prophet comes to the bar. I am not drunk. I saw it all. In their time, they were the proper gods of the earth. Roaming, killing, screaming. They had every right to rule. And now they're gone. The card players all bustle a laugh. I cross my arms and look with expectation at the man. I've seen his kind before. Doomsayers or just fools wanting attention. Well, he's got everyone gawking at him. We'll, we'll see how far he can carry his story. Maybe tonight won't be slow after all. How do you mean? Dinosaurs were dumb brutes. Stumbling, dying, crying. They were fallen gods, friend. Jimbo says, turning from his window. Maybe I was wrong. I could smell the prophet's breath. It's heavy and musky, but not intoxicated. It's a weird kind of musky. I think about it more and shiver. His breath reminds me of something cold. Cold like bodies. Bodies in a parlor. It takes the sound of the card players to get me back. Refill her up. And the player slams the glass mug. Jimbo takes the mug. Sorry you've had enough glory for tonight. More glory! More glory! The player bellows. This ceasing as dinosaurs. The prophet yells as if to remind everyone of his presence. Everything is quiet. Hobbs looks at me. Make him stop, Moon. Tell him dinosaurs were a heathen bunch. God let them go because they were pagan. Tell him, Moon. Tell him. 
but the prophet is not listening. He's on his feet now and walking straight at me. Jimbo comes close behind him. Be careful. He looks a little out of it, Jimbo whispers. I nod in understanding. I decide to keep the prophet talking. An old saying, barking dogs don't bite. Okay, how will we decease? I ask. I cannot say. I only reveal what I feel, he answers. By this time, Hob has had enough. He takes Prophet by his trench coat collar and pulls him up to him face to face. Enough! What do you think you are coming in here spouting your dime store philosophy? Damn you and your dinosaurs! Join them if you miss them so much! Jimbo separates the two. The Prophet smiles with warning conviction. Thunder booms and everyone is still, waiting for his retaliation. But Prophet turns and walks toward the door. Before his hand reaches the knob, he looks at all of us. You won't listen? Then I'll go. But I've made my message clear. I force no one to comply. The storm cackles at the opening of the entrance and he's gone. The car players resume their noises. Hobbs is at the bar talking to Jimbo. He didn't know what he was talking about. God won't let those things happen to us. Jimbo looks toward the window. God doesn't give a damn, Hobbs. Why shouldn't we go like dinosaurs? We don't deserve any of this. We just don't. My eyes open wide with surprise at who said this. Jimbo, of all people. Quickly, I give him my reprimand stare. He sees and looks down to the floor awkwardly, realizing what he's done. Hey, sorry, Hobbs. I, I didn't know what I was saying. I've been under a lot of stress these past days. Hobbs puts an arm around Jimbo's shoulder. Don't worry. God understands these things, and I accept your apology. I know you didn't mean it. Sure, I didn't mean it. Sure. Two hours later, still a blackout. Spook spooky tonight, wasn't it? That was Jimbo. I've closed shop now and we're cleaning up. I'm washing dishes and glasses and he's putting up chairs on tables. Oh, that guy? I say, not really. I've heard that the world's gonna end about a thousand times before. Nothing new to me. Why, did you get spook? Jimbo carefully sets the last chair in place. His voice comes in slow. Moon, can I ask you something? I nod. Jimbo comes up to me, his head above the waning flame of the candle. Time and heat has eaten away at the candle. Soft and supple wax losing its shape. Moon, did you ever get the feeling that things just aren't right? What kind of things, I say. Just everything. For the past week, I've been getting little messages. Oh, Jesus, Jimbo, not you two. I'm serious. I've been on edge lately, like something's gonna happen. Something real bad. What bad? 
I say, the world's a big place. You can't guarantee everything's gonna be. Everything's gonna be a saint every hour, every minute the earth turns. There are bad guys, I say. Moon, it's got nothing to do with us. What if, what if God was up there and said to himself, this is all wrong. I want to start over. What's, what's to stop him from erasing, erasing us all and putting us in the junk pile? Okay, Jimbo, now you're making sense. About as much sense as Hobbes is. Okay, then what about this rain, Moon? Look, there it is, pouring hard. How long has it been going on? I don't know, I say. I haven't kept count. Five days, Moon. Remember Noah? Remember the flood? It's just water, Jimbo. We, we've been in a drought. We need this. Jimbo looks serious. Some people say the dinosaurs died because of meteors. Heavy rocks crashing down from cold space. Dinosaurs were big and stupid, but those rocks were bigger. Crash landed and there you have it. Earth's early kings dethroned. Then we come in. Smaller than the, the, smaller than the dinosaurs, but twice as stupid. Look what we've done. Destroying more than those monsters could ever do in their lifetime. Jesus, I'm surprised we're still here. If I were some omnip omnipotent, all-seeing, divine god, I would have trashed us a long time ago. Look at that rain, pouring harder every minute. Maybe we'll go after all, but not by some big, clumsy, flying, giant stone from the universe. No, God knows we're smarter, so he sneaks in and does it with a quiet way. Rain. Funny, huh? But think on this a while. We're supposed to be the most advanced life form on the planet, right? Two legs, opposable thumbs, upright position. Then why would three-fourths of this planet be water? We're not so perfect after all, Moon. We can't swim forever. Up there, God can't wait to see us flailing and moving like dumb insects while the rain smothers us all. Gasping, shrieking, washed away in God's indifference. Then days later, the sun will rise and some other new life will begin its climb. Probably the cockroach. They never die. And they can't give God a heartburn like we've given him. He finally ends, taking a deep breath. Have you been drinking, Jimbo? I ask. Jimbo makes no response but walks to the window. I come, behind, come up behind him. The rain's so heavy that we can't see too far into the street. Don't worry about it, Jimbo. I'm sure God hates our guts, but he knows we'll be, there'll always be some hope, I say. There's a loud bang. The wind howls the door wide open. We both go to close the door. Then I see it, the outside. The streets painted by the rain are the color purple. That deep festering purple you can find on bruises. The blackout is complete. The rain pours ceaselessly and I see the gutters flooded. The streets are so still and empty. Moon, are you okay? You're shaking. 
Damn this cold wind, Jimbo. Did I ever tell you how much I hate the rain? And I see nothing but empty wet darkness. The gutters flow with waters. Waters that have never left us. Deep and murky waters, invincible and timeless. Oceans unconquerable and existing even when the ignorant shook the earth. I'm still. Jimbo behind me. Moon? He says. I don't answer. Moon, in case this is the end, can I say that you, you've been the best? I turn and see Jimbo's gaze. Jimbo, he's got dreams just like the rest of us. And, and I know that being stuck here isn't one of them. He smiles. And that I love you? We hug and hold each other, waiting, hoping, praying that the end of the rain would come. Yet, the rain did not stop the fall. The end. Hey, thanks for listening.